We wanted to give a shout out to Rumpel, our new favorite blankets that were made to go anywhere you go. Rumpel's original puffy blanket is made sustainably with the same quality materials as your favorite puffy jacket. So whether you're hitting the beach or camping in the mountains, Rumpel has you covered. They've got cool designs and packable products for that on-the-go lifestyle. Rumpel blankets are water and weather resistant and pack right into a stuff sack. So they're easy to pack everywhere we at Kids Who Explore go. We also love that every blanket is made from 60 recycled plastic bottles and that they come in junior sizes for our kids. The chamois towel is another one of our favorites because it's quick drying and it's so perfect for all of those adventures when you didn't quite plan on getting wet. Like when your kids suddenly see a splash park or your hike includes an unexpected dip in the water. Get your Rumpel gear at rumpel.com and enter code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. That's R-U-M-P-L dot with code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. MJ Singletary Villalobos is the creator of the Instagram account Verde Lobos Project an intimate journal exploring gentle parenting, strength and vulnerability, culture, and the role nature plays in connecting with oneself and others. MJ is a higher education professional, a published author, and a believer that love rooted in reality will liberate us all. Hi, MJ. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Hello. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Welcome, MJ. Can you start by telling us about your family and what type of adventuring you like to do together? Yes. Um, so besides myself and my wife, I, we have two beautiful, uh, beautiful free spirit young boys. Um, we love to to be outside, to be in nature, to explore all types of nature, honestly, whether it's hiking, kayaking, um, even just playing in the mud, getting a little dirty here and there. I mean, we're just, we're, we're all for it all. So. And how old are your boys? My eldest is named Noah and he is six years old. And my youngest is named Salem, and he just turned three. Amazing. What are their favorite things to do outside? Yeah, so my eldest favorite thing to do outside is he loves to lead hikes. He's, you know, he loves to, to do that. And then my youngest, you know, he's like young kid stuff, jumping puddles, you know, make dirt cakes, you know, that kind of stuff like that. So Fun. And do you guys have a lot of hikes nearby that you like to we do? We do. We do. I think we're blessed in that aspect where we live at, um, not too far from, I guess, the Appalachian Mountains. Um, so we do have a lot of opportunities for state parks or hikes, you know, local beaches, ponds, um, you know, just a lot of things to do. That's so great. And we love your Instagram account. So everyone should check that out. We will link it in the show notes. But what I love about it is you give so many actual visuals in video form as well on how to support kids through their emotions. So can you talk a little bit about how you do that? Definitely. I think from my own aspect, I always try to just, it's always about understanding. It's always about empathy and respect. And I try to have those as my, I guess my kind of like my lighthouses when it comes to being around my children. Um, and then when we're going through the day-to-day or life aspect, I just try to keep those things in mind and they help, you know, through the meltdowns and also help when the, you know, the happy moments too. So um, that's probably guess you know without digging in too much probably the, the guiding light I, I run by okay so how do you define gentle parenting that's a really great question and to be honest with you I think the community itself is still like you know because there's like there's different aspects whether it be gentle parenting conscious parenting mindful parenting and I think 
so they're all in the same camp and you know they all have a lot of similarities but i think for myself on what it is gentle parenting i think it's just it's like like you're looking at the end game so it's about it's like it's a it's a long-term um, idea or approach on like on discipline and just an overall relationship with your child that focuses most importantly on the respect um, of your child as a, a whole person, a whole entity, um, and you value their feeling and you value them as a, as a human. And one of the major aspects about it is that you're teaching children to do, you know, I guess what's right, so, you know, for lack of better terms, um, through their own desire to have a heartfelt uh, wanting to do it. Um, and you do that by um, using love, using patience, um, a lot of positive word, positive affirmations. Those are, you know, fear is never a guiding aspect in a household or any type of punishment. And it's also in that journey with your child, you learn that about yourself that, you know, I have to learn to be understanding to myself. I have to learn to be empathetic to myself and respect myself. Um, so even if you don't know it, you don't know how to do it for your child is kind of like a you know twofold. Like I'm learning how to love myself more as I'm teaching my child how to love uh, himself, but also how I can love you. So that is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. How do you bring this gentle parenting out into the outdoors with you? I think they go hand in hand. You know, I think like in my my personal beliefs, gentle parenting is probably like the root of all parenting. I think before everything got to what it got to, I think most people probably, or a lot of my ancestors, you know, from a cultural aspect was about that. And a, a lot of them also, nature was a very major aspect too on our day-to-day. Like now we kind of separate nature and life or work and life or, you know, and it used to be all in one. So I think how do I bring gentle parenting into nature is to remember that, that they're one, that the root of a, a loving relationship is also the root of our, our, our love and our relationship with nature. Um, so I do that by having the same, the same, the same viewpoints, like, you know, giving, empowering my children, you know, when sometimes we'll go on a hike and let them lead. I might not reach the peak. I really want to get to the top, but maybe that's, that's not, the, that's not the goal for today. It's not the, the, the goal of parenting is the same thing as the goal of nature. I'm not out here trying to conquer mountains. I'm not out here trying to conquer the land and sea or do those type of things. Just like I'm not trying to conquer my child. And those two aspects of kind of rooted in love, that's how I bring gentle parenting into nature. It's just that, you know, seeing from that aspect. That's incredible. Thank you. Thanks. I love that so much. And that's such an important reminder for a lot of parents getting out there. I think people often feel quite overwhelmed getting outside with their kids. And when their emotions are high as adults, it usually trickles down into their children. So what do you suggest to parents trying to get out with their kids to start? What would be step one? You're totally right. That does happen. And I think first and foremost, just having grace with yourself. You know, it's going, if you're new to this walk, there's going to be a lot of hiccups, a lot of mess ups, but just having grace, you know, having saying you're sorry apologizing and just restarting apologizing to your child also apologizing to yourself and just re, and then kind of getting the ball rolling from there i think once that's probably the most important thing and now in terms of actual nature um i think do what you was best for your family and also what's best for your child so test things out uh, maybe you might not like this or your child might not like this and that's okay like i think you know there's like a box 
oh, to be a nature family, you have to be do this, you have to do that to really, you have to wear these clothes, you have to do those type of things. And I don't think that's true. Um, I think a, a family that lives by the ocean is just as much as a nature family as one that hikes. The one that goes kayaking is just as much as one that fishing. You know, and I think our aspect of nature has to evolve too. Like it's, it's you know, maybe you're, you're into other type of things in nature that's not maybe mainstream acceptable. Um, like, you know, some people like to hunt, some people don't, you know, it's like, we, we can't be the ones picking the shots for a family on what's considered nature or not. And I, so I think the point is do find, just keep exploring and find something that you love and your family loves, your children love, and they just go from there. Um, um, so it could be kayaking, it'd be hiking, it'd be whatever, just as long as you guys love it and you're outside, that's all that matters at the end of the day. I think that's really important for our listeners today too, especially with social media these days and seeing what families are doing online and thinking, wow, like that person really knows nature. They're out there like backcountry camping, canoeing into the site, doing these huge things. But what works for one family may not work for you. And even if one family is doing that, that doesn't mean they're doing that every single day. And it doesn't mean that it was a successful trip or that it was, wasn't <laughs> challenging or that they made it the first time. Right. Like, and I love how you keep bringing no, up to um, how much your children are teaching you. Right. Like you said, mm-hmm. you have to be able to love yourself and you have to be able to apologize. And I think that's really great for our children to see that parents are humans too. And we also have emotions. And I think if we can accept ourselves for who we are and ha- be able to apologize to our children when, when we've perhaps lost our temper, we've gotten frustrated and just using words to explain how we're feeling. I think that's a huge lesson for them. So I, I like that you keep bringing that up, how much nature is teaching us and how much our children are teaching us. Yeah, no, I thank you. And I totally agree. I think you made such a beautiful point about like the success you know, ratio of, of nature. I think like we're all doing a good job of like being open, but we're not really being really open, if that makes sense. You know, I, like I, I posted recently, it's like, we all, we all think we're being naked, but at the same time, we're still covering our chests. You know what I mean? Like, so we're not really as naked as we think we are on social media. And what I mean by that is like, you know, we're not really showing the nitty grittiness of like when the meltdowns happen in nature or when the kids just don't want to go or they're like, like, they're like, skip this. I want to be on the iPad. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, you know, like the honest aspects of like, it's not always a dandy, happy, good old time. So um, you're totally right that, social media does play a part in like kind of, you know, impacting everyone on how nature should be or how it should be looked at. So you're totally right about that. I, I'm so happy you brought that up. And then how do you deal with, um, with your children when they're having a meltdown on the trails using your gentle parenting approach? Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great question too. Um, sometimes it's hard because like, you gotta check in with yourself because sometimes like after some that which has happened a few times where I'm like I really want to be on this 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 trail or this path um and we're making strides and the kids are just like oh we're tired or um or we're hungry or we're this or that and you thought you were well prepared and just no matter how much you prepare sometimes it just doesn't go the way you want it to go um so how I deal with meltdowns is like you know just um one of my favorite tactics is like basically getting child level um just try to like you know have a conversation with them try to fill them out like let them talk let them uh give them the safe space to let them tell you the truth like this is how I feel maybe I'm scared maybe um you know that I think there's beers or I think like so try to like get them to talk and be honest with you so you can be 
uh, a safe spot, like not to tell them what to think or what to say, but it's like, oh, okay, so you are afraid of this, why? Like kind of lead the, help them lead the conversation on what they really feel. And I think at the end of the day too, it's like, for me, it's like the family um, has to come first. So it's like, if it, if it gets to the point where the child is like, hey, you know what, this is not working, I'm ready to go. Then you gotta say, you know what, well, if nature and family, it's about oneness, then it's not about me reaching the top today. I'll reach the top another day. Right now, the, the top I need to reach is my relationship with my child. That's the peak I need to reach today. So then maybe I have to go home. Maybe we have to leave. You just gotta say goodbye, nature. You know, a little tear come down, but you know, I'll be back on that. <laughs> I'll get the in-laws or somebody to watch them, hopefully, or something, you know? <laughs> um, but that's probably how I do a meltdown, is, you know, getting to that point where maybe you just have to try to walk it through. But if not, then you might have to say, okay, another day. Another day, yes. That, I completely understand that. You are a big advocate for making nature accessible for all families. Do you have a call to action for our listeners and us at Kids Who Explore for a way we can use our privilege to, as you say, break down barriers that stand in the way for other families? See, it's always, it's, it's such a tough topic because it's like these privileges, um, they're so deeply rooted in how nature is accessible. Like, for example, in, in America, a lot of our, like sometimes I teach this to my students. So like in America, a lot of our highway systems are purposely constructed um, where it's not, nature is not accessible for people of, of lower socioeconomic or income classes or, or races um, and ethnicities. Um, so it's keeping those things in mind. It's like, you might feel like it's an uphill battle, um, but it's not, you just gotta start small. So it's at least start somewhere and start small and keep it pushing. One of my biggest calls to action when people in my own community ask me, is get involved in your community in any way that you can. So maybe, you know, maybe it's in voting, maybe it's in, in, in speaking up at town hall meetings, uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, advocating for maybe local uh, nonprofits or events or something that helps make nature more accessible to other people. Um, and then also it's on a personal level too, is that when you're in nature, um, you know, you know, do unto others that you want them to do unto you. Um, so it's like, you know, you're going to make sure you're showing love, you're being kind, you know, you're not hogging it, you're not trashing it. Um, it's like, so it's just, it's, you know, the same thing with parenting, the same thing with nature, the same thing um, in all the, all across, or just our regular relationships with each other is that, you know, that's probably the biggest call to action is, you know, using your voice, uh, using your resources, maybe getting, um, you know, local policies that are happening uh, right under our own noses, um, just trying to be in tune and, and speaking up when you can. Um, those are probably the, the biggest way that you can make real impact for other people. Because um, posting is nice, um, but, you know, it gets to a point where you got to kind of get off the gram and impact people. So do you have any of those local organizations that you support that you want to share? I did, but unfortunately, the pandemic uh, and you know, lack of resources and stuff like that kind of, uh, you know, put, postponed a few for a bit or a lot of them went out of uh, out of, I guess, business, so to speak. Um, so I was, when I was in the PTO last year, my local PTO in my town, I was working with like for family game nights on, on ways to make it more connected to nature, more accessible um, for other students um, who may not have the opportunity because it's, maybe their parents are working. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so much more broader of the privileges or resources that we have. But unfortunately, like I said, the pandemic kind of messed it up. So, but I mean, that doesn't mean myself or any of you or anyone else can 
you know, dream big and come up with our own ideas, you know? Lauren was saying earlier how gorgeous your Instagram account is. Do you ever have people reaching out to you, asking questions? Are you open to people reaching out, asking how they can start getting outdoors with their families? Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm one of those kind of people that's like, we all can eat. At the, there's enough seats for all of us at the table. It's not like a one, a one person show or I'm the one, you know, I'm the gentle dad on IG. That's my thing. No, it's not that at all. It's like people come to me um, about how to start things, um, especially who live in the New England area. There's people who can who come all the time to me about um, gentle parenting um, or even about gentle parenting themselves, maybe not even about their kid, but it's like, you know, I'm dealing with this. Like, how do you deal with it? And I'm just honest. I think and that's how I deal with it, whether I'm helping someone with these ideas or with parenting, whatever it is, it'd be like my door is always open for everyone to the best of my ability. When I have time, I definitely do the best game to help everyone out whenever they have questions. So don't feel ever afraid to reach out to myself or feel like you should be afraid to reach out to anyone. Um, if we're the people that we say we are, then we're going to be the people that we say we are. I've been nodding my head along all this whole time <laughs> while I've been <laughs> rocking Collins. And I love what you said about how now we separate nature and life. And I think that's so true. And I think that's a big part of what's putting pressure on people to think, okay, they have to reach the peak because this is a big event getting outside. And I hope it's a huge takeaway for people to see that what you said about family, this is about being with family in nature and that's the goal. So thank you for sharing that. I love reading gentle parenting books and I'm wondering if you have a top gentle parenting book. Um, I do a top gentle parenting. I do, I do, I do. Um, right here, this is probably one of my favorite ones, but it's kind of tailored for boys though. But <laughs> it's called Raising Cane, Protecting the Emotional Life of Boys. But I, there's there's some tidbits in here that I believe that that could be for parents of any any uh, any child, um, no matter how they identify. There's a lot of tab you know, tidbits in there that you can work out. But this is. Uh, one of the first books I've ever read on gentle parenting um, that kind of like got me into like the wormhole and searching online and stuff. The same guidelines to gentle parenting are the same guidelines that you would use to be a gentle person to other people. Like I'm understanding and empathetic and respectful to my children, but I'm also want to be that to myself. And I also want to be that to, to all three of you and everyone else that I encounter. Um, so I think sometimes even reading books that helps you out as a person, you go, oh, I can... I can use these tools to help myself, but I can also use these same tools to, you know, to, to help my children, to show my children um, love and peace and, and uh, understanding. Right. And not thinking of your child as a little human, thinking of them yes. as a human. Wonderful. Yes. Thanks for sharing that. That will be my next book. <laughs> <laughs> you also have a book yourself called A Flower Never Picks Itself. Can you tell us more about that? I can. Um, so a flower never picks itself is my my first published uh, book. It's a book of uh, poems, uh, short stories, affirmations. Um, it's about I wrote it about uh, about maybe three years ago, um, and it's basically about I mean, it didn't get published recently, but I wrote it about th three years ago, and um, it's about um, masculinity. It's about nature. Um, I talk I touch on religion. I touch on just just all these different aspects of myself of when I, as I, I guess as a new parent and a lot of the turmoil that I was going through emotionally or mentally, um, you know, just trying to 
trying to figure out parenting, trying to figure out my life, trying to figure out finances, just trying to figure it all out. And the book is kind of, I guess, um, a motivation to other people to let them know, like a flower never picks it. Like you don't, when you give a flower to someone who picks it, you picked it. So the, that's the purpose of the book is like pick yourself for once. That's basically the book was about. Uh, I'm so happy that I finally got it out there. You know, so if you if you ever get the chance or you're looking for some a pick me up or looking for a, a battle cry um, or a pillow talk, you know, that's the kind of, I hope that's the book that'll be there for you in those aspects. That sounds great. And where can people get your book? So right now it's available on Amazon, but I know a lot of people are, are, are not too fans of Amazon. So our publishing company is working on getting it out on other avenues soon. So Okay, great. And is this the first of many books? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I love writing. I'm blessed with this opportunity. Um, I'm happy that there, there are people who, who give me space to write. They give me the freedom to be myself um, and, and to accept me as me, um, to let me tell my story. And I, and I think that's awesome. And I, wanna, and I hope that my books or my page does that for other people. Like, you know, tell your story, own your story. And even if it's not mainstream, or it might be, you know, the thing that's out right now, someone's going to relate. And if you're real, like people recognize who's real and who's not. And at the end of the day, when the dust settles, the real have a solid foundation and everyone rocks with it. And that's one of the things I love about uh, your page is like, it's, it's real. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful, to, you know, like I'm some real champions in this room right now. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, Adrian. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's been amazing seeing everyone come together and I, we love it too. So thank you so much for that and for being on today. Is there anything that we should have asked you today that we didn't or anything else you want to touch on? No, I, I, this has been, this has been, a, it's been so awesome. Uh, thank you. I wish you just keep like, I hope we stay in touch pretty much. You know what I mean? Like this is yes, really cool. Please. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, it's been really nice meeting you. So where can our listeners today follow along with you? Um, right now, I'm trying to pour all my heart into one one spot at a time. So it's Instagram, um, like you mentioned, you know, the, the Ready Lobos project. Um, so that's probably the biggest spot right now. And then I don't want to see where life takes all of us. So that's okay. wonderful. Well, I'm going to be DMing you to ask you where Collins and I need to go explore in Connecticut. <laughs> That's you. But we'll end with our final questions. What's a piece of advice you can share to help families get outside? Yes, I would say a piece of advice to help families get outside is I would say just start. Pick something that you want to do and go, like I mentioned earlier, just get outside and keep trying new things until you find your, your stitch. Perfect. And what's one of your top recommendations right now? It can be anything from an idea to a product. Yeah, I would say one of my top recommendations right now is, um, I'm sorry, I know I had it. And I stole one from you with the book. Everyone needs to go read that book, top recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd probably say that. Okay, great. And let's end with a challenge. You challenge families to... Yes, I would challenge families to um, whatever you decide to do, as long, obviously as long as it's safe, um, let your child, empower your child to lead it. I promise you, your relationship with yourself and your child and your child's relationship with their self will leap bounds if you do that. So 
Wonderful. That's a great note to end on. Thank you so much, MJ. This was wonderful. And you rocked Collins to sleep. So this is what I'll play now. <laughs> for oh, all that of was all time. you. <laughs> I really felt a deep connection to today's episode. So thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.